please enjoy this classic clip from the I Love Gringo Letters Patreon archives. It's a very special show. How about we bring our very special Gringo lovers on the stage and let's get loving. This week, we have got two returning lovers of the Green Guide. We have got, from the something for the Drive Home podcast, we've got Nick Cody and Bart Lowell himself, Bart Freeborn. And our other very special guest, will someone think of the children? Welcome to the stage, Arthur Coma. Yes. We gotta keep clapping, guys. It's gonna take him a while. Come yeah. on. Coma, <laughs> who? Coma. Who? Oh, he's ever really. Thought he is lapping this up. Yeah. <laughs> this is all you. You can't mama. jump the stage. This is you. Whoever thought you'd get so much applause for complaining? <laughs> <laughs> Got his vodka apple juice there in the bottle, I hope. Arthur, is that a <laughs> bottle of your own urine? <laughs> <laughs> or is it. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. They might have a Mickey uh, Finn in their pocket. A Mickey Finn? <laughs> a Mickey I Finn. I like that. That yeah. is so much nicer than Rufy. Yeah. <laughs> don't flatter yourself, Arthur. If I may start with a stern complaint. The sound level is about 60 dB too high, and my ears don't like that level of sound, okay? 60 dB too high? Yeah. Which, which D and which B should be capitalised You're in talking that, about though? drum and bass. <laughs> D for Desi and B for Bell. I'll give you a tip, Arthur, if at any point during this you get annoyed, my great-grandma, she turns 100 next week, right? She lives here in Ballarat. I'm coming up for her 100th birthday. If my cousins and I talk about sport near her, she takes out her hearing aids, turns them off and puts them on the table, then just loudly proclaims, continue. (laughs) Good sound thinking. (laughs) Nice pun. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever listened to the podcast before, Arthur? I tried several times, uh, because of my uh, ADSL, which is very, very slow, I'd re- listen it for about 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, and then a little sign come up to say uh, the server has been reset and there was nothing there. So uh, fortunately, my eldest daughter, who was a bit concerned about what all this business might be about, <laughs> recorded, recorded several episodes and... Uh, put them on a memory stick thing and plugged them into my computer so that I've got five of them there. Yeah. So I was able to listen to a couple and uh, I made the point to one or two people, well, I don't like that sort of language at all, so I did ask for some what, restriction. What sort of language, Arthur? <laughs> oh, I don't think you need a, a terribly adult imagination to uh, work out what I'm talking about. Six or uh, seven examples will do. Yeah. But... <laughs> but I, I listened to the, the one you did last week. Oh, and God. So far, as I could, <laughs> so far as I could see it, the sort of past muster rather better than the earlier ones. <laughs> <laughs> last week's one was Greg Fleet and yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence Mooney. Mooney. Yeah, very, very clean young boys. <laughs> so, Arthur, you're on page three of the Ballarat Courier this week, or yesterday, I should say. That's very exciting. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I (coughs) knew that I was probably the most famous person in Australia, but I didn't realise I was famous (laughs) enough to make the Ballarat Courier. (laughs) What beat you? What what got on the first two pages? Oh, a real harsh-looking woman that's scared of fire. (laughs) Uh, I I have a 
a real hearing problem here. Um, it's probably for the best. a lot of reverberation in the place. Uh, one of my hearing... I did put hearing aids in, and one of them died, so it might be better if I take the other one out. Yes, that's much, much better. That one was sort of echoing rather badly. <laughs> now, perhaps next time you say something, I'll have some clue as to what it was you said. <laughs> I, no, that's the best part. Nobody understands. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it, Arthur. I doubt it. <laughs> what were you in the paper for, Arthur? Well, because of my um, alleged fame as a letter writer and... Uh, the fact that Steele was coming up here, and I mean, he must be almost as famous as I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sadly, that's true. <laughs> uh, and uh, somebody tipped off the career that, that was, the event was going to happen. I think that uh, gentleman, Mr. Darby, down there had uh, a finger in the pie there. Yes, we've, got, a, we've got a... Sorry, I'll just, I'll just put in. We've got to thank uh, Ballarat Rob from the Dumb Down Atheist podcast. <laughs> Who has turned into Arthur Comer's uh, media manager? <laughs> unpaid, unpaid. <laughs> it's a podcast, Arthur. Of course, it's unpaid. <laughs> and so, what happened when the uh, the reporter came? Well, we had a pleasant chat. One thing he didn't say to me is that this is being recorded, of course, which I didn't. I should have realised. Margaret told me later that he had a recorder going there, and uh, asked a few questions and. Uh, wrote one wrong answer that you've probably already heard about, uh, the business regarding Helen Kapalos, who was not uh, <laughs> the victim of my venom over mispronouncing kilometre, but simply a fairly stupid uh, question she asked there. Tens. Kilometre. Kilometre. <laughs> <laughs> don't, get, don't get on the wrong side of Arthur. <laughs> if I can pause there for a moment. Let, <laughs> Let, let me define kilometre for you. You know, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Kilo, <laughs> yeah. Did you say kilometre? <laughs> so they got wrong what you... Yes, uh, and uh, so I emailed the courier and suggested they publish a, a correction, which, <laughs> uh, which they agreed to do. And very grudgingly, they've given a small paragraph down at the bottom of page 12 to correct the mistake that the reporter made. Was the problem that because it was recording, it actually, the recording picked up you giving the reporter a savage beating? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... Uh, <laughs> I'm still having, still having problems with, with hearing. It's not going to change, Arthur. <laughs> so. I have to get you to try sign language and I don't read yeah. it anyway. I could, get, I could get real close to you if you wanted. I don't think you want to see Bart's sign language. Yeah. <laughs> I spoke to Tom, who did the story, Tom McElroy. Mm -hmm. He rang me for a, for, to ask me some questions about the uh, story. And it was maybe like four hours after he'd been to your house. And I said, oh, how did the, uh, the chat go with Arthur? And he goes, oh, really well, I think. And I said, oh, really? I've already received a complaint email about it. <laughs> no, uh, you couldn't have... I did. You sent it to me. <laughs> oh, what did I say? I've got it printed out. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Tell me, what did I say? Was it all in capitals? That's my first question. Yeah. Was no. it all? <laughs> Were you yelling, Arthur? <laughs> I'll read it out. And, and I, you, so you know how we read out the letters in the high-pitched voice, in the voice? <laughs> yep, okay. Just so I don't, I don't want you to freak out when I... So this is one I got um, from Arthur. I have asked the courier to print a correction. 
The reporter clearly didn't listen to his own recording. Kapalos's blunder had nothing to do with Kilometer. It was her stupid question about how soon New York would recover that my letter was about. Should be good tomorrow, but only if I survive today. <laughs> Felt very weary this morning, even though the air condition was, was on nearly all of yesterday. Anyway, you have some of my complaints about stupid radio TV presenters. You can add Tom McCroy to the list. <laughs> Arthur. Arthur. I'd have to get a sworn uh, statement that that is verbatim what I wrote. <laughs> Are you correcting no, your you, own you, email? You, made, you, did make, you did make a mistake there because you said six hours after the interview or something, but in fact we didn't know that a mistake had been made until the next day. So. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. But that was a different one. Oh. You had... Wait there. I'll see if I can find the... Uh, How often are you on emails, Arthur? You, have you got an iPhone? <laughs> no. Heard that question. Fine. I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> very old-fashioned type. I don't even have a mobile phone. It's, right. Uh, it's You're not so that old-fashioned. You're wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty much a modern man, Arthur. <laughs> I have, have, have enough problem with uh, skin cancers having to be burnt off without offering any more skin to the sun. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I'm going to get new lizard skin. By the time I'm old enough, they'll have new skin, I think. I'm hoping technology will save me, Arthur. <laughs> I'm a great believer in technology, having been in the, the radio sphere for most of my life. And, uh, it's good stuff. Mm, absolutely. I built my first crystal set back in 1940. One, I think, thereabouts. Like healing crystals? <laughs> like on Breaking Bad. <laughs> Actually, lead pyrites, I think, was the thing that was used in those days. Uh, what you call a crystal detector. And you had a little coil of wire with a sharp point on it called a cat's whisker. And you manoeuvred it very carefully to the most sensitive spot on the crystal. And you could hear the local radio stations. That is great. But, uh, of course, uh, I, I understand you're not sufficiently technically advanced to, to know what I'm talking about, but yeah. I'll try and... You did, this, <laughs> you did this just after you invented fire. <laughs> <laughs> Is this... <laughs> something, something needs Made a radio, that is boss. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty great. Yeah, well, I, I built a super sensitive radio receiver with about eight valves in and... We'd 1946, I suppose, and uh, I could pick up at night time just about all the radio stations in the eastern half of Australia. The western Australians didn't come through very well. But uh, as I was saying to uh, Rob a while ago, I, I knew the call signs of most of the radio stations in Australia. And he mentioned Mount Gambier, and I said, oh, yes, that was 5SE, and uh, 2NZ was in Varel, and 6WB was Catanning in western Australia. And, what was Kyle and Jackie Owen? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of them. I would like it now if you could actually do that. You could actually make an iPhone. You just get home and be like, well, I just got these uh, little bottle caps and wire them together. And I'm, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Through, I've put my crystal to get uh, Arthur's email. Now, I got this on 6.40 of the day of the interview. Yeah. The reporter and the cameraman came this afternoon. 
Adam took more pictures than there are in the Encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) (laughs) Of which he will have selected the best. I thought Tom would have asked a large number of incisive questions, but not really a lot of questions at all. Really? He will write something to go with the picture for tomorrow's edition, it appears. Must see if I can get one in the morning. Arthur. Which is a little different from what you said earlier. (laughs) That that was a different email. Yeah, but that was a different email, but the thing was that you did complain. That was... A complaint yeah, about uh, fixing a complaint after, of a complaint. After the paper came out the next day, yes, that's right, yeah. I sent an email to the Courier saying, hey, this is not right. If you thought the letter in the Green Guide letters about the podcast was weird, Arthur complaining about my reading of his complaint email... <laughs> <laughs> New experiences every day. Oh, yes. <laughs> what about this one? The reason why we're at this great venue is Arthur, it appears, is a bit of a, a feather ruffler down at the retirement home. And he was not allowed to record the podcast there. What's up with that? Well, that's a rather unfortunate business. Uh, I put in an application to use the community centre there, which would have been an ideal venue for a get-together like this. But uh, the village manager said, well, we'll have to go before the residence committee. And the, the residence committee, in their wisdom, decided... Well, first of all, one gentleman said this Steel Saunders. I've listened to some of his podcasts and he, tend, he tends to put people down. I said, well, look, nobody can put me down. I'm a son of the King of Kings and that's a higher rank. <laughs> Is this any relation, <laughs> the King of Kings, to King's Bakery just down there? <laughs> Don't interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got an excerpt from the complaint email you wrote to the retirement home about this. This is when I just, when me and Rob got this email, just went, oh, this dude, this guy's a genius. Like, if he can write letters like this, I'll, I'll, I'll skip. Arthur sort of gave the, um, the, the first few paragraphs, so I'll just go to this bit. Let us consider the nervous Nelly objections. So, Steel Saunders puts people down. Who can he put down here? He knows no name of a village inhabitant other than mine. It is impossible for him to put me down. I know who I am. A child of the King of Kings. (laughs) And that's an absolutely true statement. (laughs) Arthur, we have one rule on the podcast. (laughs) And that's we do not interrupt the letters. (laughs) Oh, the tables have turned. (laughs) Born with his own burn. And he's interrupting his own letter, which is surreal at best. Okay. This is where it gets... I I love this bit. He would certainly, in the light of the committee's restrictions, say some caustic things about the village. And I would try and discourage that. But remember, Saunders is completely a free agent. (laughs) (laughs) He is an artist. And one does not sensibly restrict an artist's work. Yeah. 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 Good letter, Arthur. Good that letter. That is a good letter, Arthur. What happens if they swear a lot with their art? <laughs> hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that classic I Love Green Guide letters clip. 
Now, here's the deal. We keep the last 25 new episodes free on the feed for anyone to download. But to dip into the archives, I invite you to check out the I Love Green Guide Letters Patreon page. Patreon is a really easy way for content providers like myself to reward listeners for supporting the podcast. And just for $3 a month, I give you complete access to our hundreds and hundreds of back episodes. You can download or listen to them on patreon.com or you can paste a quick and easy code into your podcast app of choice and download every episode just like a regular podcast. Along with the classic episodes for Patreon supporters, I also record the bonus After Letters show where myself and previous guests answer listener-supplied questions that, of course, go off into unexpected tangents. It's a really fun format that has become a favorite with our Patreon supporters. So the link is in the show notes of the very episode you're listening to now, or you can check it out at patreon.com forward slash I love GG letters. And then you can enjoy all the classic episodes featuring the likes of Will Anderson, Dave Anthony, Ronnie Chang, Santo Chilaro, Arthur Coma, Paul Dempsey, professional wrestler Mick Foley, Tom Gleason, Libby Gore, Tiffany Hall, Peter Hellier, Darren Hinch, Jonathan Holmes, Pete Holmes, Claire Hooper, Anthony Jeselnik, Jamoan, Samuel Johnson, Ed Cavalier, Andy Kinler, Kate Langbrook, Limo, Dylan Lewis, Sam Mack, Mark Marin, Tony Martin, Luke McGregor, Ryan Maloney, Lawrence Mooney, former Green Guide editor Andrew Murphy, Dave O'Neill, Celia Bacola, Sam Pang, Charlie Pickering, Randy the Puppet, Gareth Reynolds, Adam Richard, John Safran, Sam Simmons, Brody Stevens, Tim and Eric, Josh Thomas, Dave Thornton, Ash Williams, Merrick Watts, Adam Zwa, and you get it, quite obviously, so many more. Your support is so appreciated and also needed to help finance the future production of I Love Green Guide Letters. So just to recap, last 25 episodes, always up for free for anyone to download. But if you want to go into the archives, it is just $3 to support the podcast for the month. If you so wanted, you could pay $3, download all thousand plus hours of podcasting and that's it, but we would love for you to stick around and continue to support the podcast and enjoy the ongoing bonus episodes. Thank you guys so much. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Green Guide Letters and our beloved Patreon supporters.